This is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Hey, Joe. Hi, Fiona. You know, many people dream, some people don't, uh, and people often wonder, what are dreams? Why do people dream? And why don't other people dream? I know you said you really don't dream that much. No. I'm not. If I do, I'm not aware of them. But what I am aware of is I get instructions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get these downloads and instructions. Oh, the little fairy bell's going in the rain. How sweet. Um... Because we're in the rain today, we're in the rain and the wind. Um, so I get instructions, and I've had maybe three dreams that I'm aware of where it has been, uh, I don't know whether it's a lucid dreaming, but I've been taken someplace, and I, I am someplace else. Uh, and I don't know whether I am part of whatever is happening or whether I'm witnessing it, and they can't see me or they can see, I don't know. Uh, I've had that a few times, uh, but mainly for me, it's what I've always called between 11 o'clock at night and 5 in the morning, I get messages, I get downloaded. Um, but I have a friend who dreams, and her dreams are very powerful, and she does something called dream tending, so she writes down her dreams in great detail when she wakes up in the morning, and they often tell her something. Things mean things. You I know? think it's a helpful thing yeah. is to, because if there's a few different kinds of dreams, and when we haven't uh, taken time before we go to sleep to go through our day and to tend to the things that we've held onto because we couldn't deal with them at the time, the subconscious is often needing to do a clearing as it sleeps. So it goes through trying to, it's almost, I always kind of think of these, this wall where the subconscious is trying to put all of these little, you know, file these different things yeah. away and, and sort them out. And so it seems to me that some of the dreams are just sorting out the things from the day. That's why it's really helpful before you go to sleep to scan your day in your mind as you're just sitting down in your bed and say, what in my day did was I not able to deal with? What in my day couldn't I work out? Let me write them down <laughs> and yes. I will look at them tomorrow because tonight I'm, my frontal lobe, my thinking is starting to go to sleep so I can't do it now. So write them down and that will help you not have to go through that kind of dreaming which is sorting it out. Why did right. this happen? Why did I say that? That kind of stuff. And, and it, that can be very very uh, symbolic, of course, of the things that have gone through the day. So um, my dad always used to say that he would be riding a horse and suddenly it would turn into a pig. I mean, you know, he would have lots of symbolism that would be happening, but a lot of it was sorting things out. So um, those are some kinds of dreams. Sometimes they're troubling because we're trying to sort stuff out. So let me tell you one, the one of the three that I remember. And I went to see my friend Anne. I said, let me tell you this dream because I know it's trying to tell me something, but I don't know what it is. So I am driving my car. I'm going off road up a hill. And on the left side is the hill side. On the right side is a... Is a is a fall away into a small pool that's down there. Not a swimming pool, but a 
a water hole. So I have to be very careful as I'm driving because there's, I could go off road and down into the, the water. And I get to a part driving where I can't go any further. And so I'm trying to back down and somehow my handbag, which in the dream is the bag that carries my chanupa, my sacred pipe, the Lakota pipe, and that comes off me and falls down into the water. But the water is clear. I can see it down there, but I can't get to it. And then I wake up. And so here's the interpretation that I got. And it was so right on. Mm -hmm. The car is auto. Auto is the Greek word for I. So we get that. So the car is, is me going up... Uh, not on a plain road, sort of taking a side track somewhere, going off somewhere, uh, going up, and it's it's high and it's a little dangerous. I have to be careful where I'm going. So there's that. Watch yourself. Your handbag, by the losing the handbag, the handbag is another aspect of the woman. It is your your spirit, your soul, your your medicine, the gift of who you are. So by taking this journey, I am being separated from the gift of who I am. I can see it's, it's retrievable, but I can't retrieve myself until I come back. Mm. And so when she tended that dream for me, I saw how valuable dreams are, and I was so grateful. And I, I wish I dreamed more instead of getting these incredible messages. But that's how it happens with me. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I, I would say the first thing with dreams is to write them down. Yeah. But first of all, before you go to bed, write down the things that have troubled you in the day. And you can say, I'm going to look at these when I get a chance tomorrow and work them out or put attention on them. And then you write down the dreams. There are a lot of, of um, interpretations online or in books. But what I've found is that they're not always accurate for each individual person. It's like the, the best way to interpret a dream, if you can, and, and if you're not used to your, using your intuition, then you don't look online for what does a pool mean or what does it yeah. not, I'm not talking about you because you you already do and Jung has Jung has written a book on dreams. There's too, so many people yeah. now have written books on dreams and interpretations. The best thing that I say is that people have different interpretations for different things. So for one person, a cat may mean one thing. For It may mean something else to four other different people. So uh, the way I interpret dreams is I just sit and I get into the relax myself, I just breathe, I let everything go, and I just hold the image for a minute, and then just see what interpretation comes to me. That, that I find, is the most accurate, um, rather than going in a book, Lutcher says this means that. But initially, when you first start, you might need to, people might need to use a book, but then don't get locked into that interpretation because your interpretation could be different. It, it's like uh, for in the Chinese culture, the cat with the hand in the air yeah. is a big feng shui thing. From It is more in our culture now, but in, when it first started, for our culture, it really meant nothing. So it wasn't useful. It was better, I used to encourage people with feng shui to find something that signified abundance for them. 
And so, you know, for you, maybe abundance means a lot of water or a lot of food or a lot of money or, a, a, you know, whatever. Yeah. It, maybe it, it could be abundance of flowers. So you want to look at your dream and you want to sit with it and don't, don't think about it or try, but just let just say, okay, I know that the answer is going to come to me today or tomorrow or the next day or whenever. And I'm just going to let it flow through me and come to me. But as I said, you might want to start with books and online services so that you can start to get an idea. But don't be trapped by what they're exactly, saying. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's the important thing is not to be trapped by it. it. Because you'll know it when it's real for you. When you've got the right interpretation, you'll know it was a message that was real for you. Yes, and you you suddenly get this feeling, just like you said. Um, some of them are fairly obvious, like you know, like with your with the with the road and with the big hill and going down into the clear water. That is fairly. And the water is the emotions. So it was, it had so many obvious. Uh, messages for me yes and so again if you just sit with it and you can even ask yourself if I was to think about a cat again what does a cat mean for me or what does water mean for mm -hmm. me? You know, I'm, I've always been a little nervous of water myself, so um, I nearly drowned as, as a kid. So it, water doesn't mean the same for me that it would mean for somebody who's a powerful swimmer and mm -hmm. just loves mm -hmm. to get in the water. So my interpretation of water would probably be different from yours, different from someone mm -hmm. else's. So again, if you get used to just saying, okay, what does water mean for me? That's another way of saying it. What does, mm -hmm. what does a hill mean for me? How did I feel when I was going in that hill? Mm -hmm. And I think we can interpret our dreams um, in that way. And everybody dreams a little bit differently. Yeah, exactly. Which is why it's very important, like you said, to when you investigate what your dream means, that you explore a lot of different um, interpretations because the right one that was meant for you all of a sudden you'll understand it Yes, and it will come to you, it may not come mm -hmm. to you right away and the thing with us mostly as, as humans is and particularly as Western humans, is that um, we want, we're, we're used to getting an answer. So you add up, you know, like you do some math and you get an answer. You do a report and you get an answer. So it's difficult for us sometimes to wait mm -hmm. and to let that come through, I think. And so I would say that um, it's a good experience to say to yourself. I know, that. I'm laughing, sorry. Cause it, yeah, I got one once where I really had no idea what this meant but I also knew at the same time that at the right time in my life I will know what that meant mm -hmm. and when and I would never have normally accepted that knowing that came to me normally I would have said no I need to know now I need to know now but when that statement that download came to me I thought what does this mean also came the understanding I will know when when I when I meant to know mm -hmm. and all of a sudden there was freedom in that I could relax I didn't have to know and what also came was why do I always need to know and, <laughs> and again we have to say ourselves mm. to ourselves um, it's okay yeah. to, to feel like you need to know but just realize that it, it, in, if, if you can't find what you need to know just know that you don't need to know right now <laughs> 
so dreaming is is a wonderful way you know we're so busy in our days that we lose connection to our subconscious and to our inner deeper inner selves and dreaming the other way what thing is what you were talking about dreaming it's a it's different though you call them downloads and sometimes we get these incredible messages and teachings in our dream when we begin to really focus on listening to our dreams and hearing mm. them or listening to what comes up like you were saying and and uh, that's why uh, writing the dreams down every day is a good mm -hmm. thing and sometimes people also say so that I remember the dreams because a lot of people don't remember the dreams let me take a big drink of water before I get to bed and then when I get up I say to myself I'm going to remember that, that what I was dreaming when I um, when, when I, I got up when I yeah. got up and yeah. and you know dreaming only happens at a certain brain level when we go into delta I think we're beyond when we go to deep sleep we're not dreaming we go to dreamless sleep that's when we're connecting to the oneness or to our mm -hmm. source that's how we rejuvenate ourselves every night and uh, so if the subconscious is wanting us to, co to communicate with us. That's why when we get little hunches, like grab a Kleenex, you know, I've had that, grab a Kleenex and I don't, and then I get a sneezing fit on the way down the hill. Or, right. You know, we, we have, um, I think we've talked about this before, um, I was... I really got a hunch of uh, don't get off at this exit get off at the next one and as I was going by the exit somebody was coming down the exit I would have the gone down way. at 60 oh. miles an hour so it's really good uh, we're communicating with the subconscious and the Hawaiians really worked with this a lot they were the first ones that we really that really we became aware of who work so strongly with the, the subconscious and getting to know the subconscious using you know dowsing or uh, muscle testing and and listening to the dreams it's very important that the subconscious can be an amazing helper to tell us what's really happening us to tell us what the deeper part of us is teaching us um, and that's where I think dreams all come in but as I said there's layers of dreams uh, I know you've dealt with a lot of people with dreaming too I'm sure mm -hmm. yeah it's fascinates, it fascinates me, and of course when I work with people about their dreams, I like to explore with them what it could mean to them, rather than me imposing what I believe it is, because I think when we help or assist somebody in finding the answer, rather than telling them what the answer is, uh, the, the, the profundity of it is, is, is enormous. It is. The learning is enormous when we can discover it for ourselves. And I think initially, sometimes we might say something like, "This is what this is what I'm getting for it." But what do you feel? Yeah. So that the person can then you keep throwing it onto them to see. Yeah. But it sometimes takes a little while to get used to trusting that part of us and um, so this is what I'd suggest with dreaming uh, is that in the evening before you go to bed you write down what troubles you for the day then you uh, and can I just in yes. insert or what you wanted to complete but didn't complete that's, that's another good thing deal. To, yeah. yes and then when you wake up at some stage just tell yourself I'm going to remember a dream 
And if you don't, don't worry. It will happen at mm. some stage, mm. some day, some time. And then you write down whatever you get. Uh, sometimes if you keep it beside the bed, you can even write it down in the dark. It won't look very good, but um, I oh, don't I, I kept, you know, in my downloads, uh, for years when they first started happening, I kept a little notebook by the side of the bed. And even in the dark, you should see the notebook because, you know, the the writing was all over the place, but I just had to get what it was down so that I would... Because in the beginning, I didn't realize that I would remember it at 5 o'clock in the morning. And, and with dreams, a lot of people don't. They, yeah. they remember it as they're waking up, but when they change brainwaves mm -hmm. from, say, theta, you know, then they, by the time they get to beta and they're really awake, they can't access it because it's in a different yeah, brainwave. Brainwave. So you can also use your, your uh, recorder on your uh, phone. phone. You could just you keep your phone it, yeah. by your bed. Now, do you remember the first dream you ever had? Hmm. No. Do you remember your remember. first nightmare? Um, I never really had nightmares. Oh, I do remember the first nightmare that I ever had. When we left South Africa, it was very difficult uh, after a while, not in the very beginning, but after a while. And I can remember uh, my, my sisters were wonderful, and I had a cousin that I was extremely close to. We played together, we we hung out together and when I was eight and a half we left Africa and it was a very difficult time and I can remember trying to climb over uh, all the sand hills to get home to her. Yeah. And I was looking So that was for like her. your nightmare. Yeah. It's very interesting because I wonder when if just I'm just putting it out there. Mm. The the very first nightmares we have, whether it was after a very a traumatic experience we have when we're young. My first one was about maybe a year old, mm -hmm. 14 months old. Uh, had, I haven't, it was all about penguins. I was being chased by penguins. Mm -hmm. How did I know what penguins were? I don't mm -hmm. know. But it was extremely unsettling. But if I look back on it now, I was taken away from my grandparents and taken back east where I then was with my parents who were not ready to have me back yet. Yeah, so it's an emotional thing, I think, and you going over the sand hills trying to get back to... To my cousin. Yeah. The other dream that was very strange, it wasn't exactly a nightmare that I used to have for years, actually, after getting to Australia and going through the, the very difficult schools experience I went through, was I would I would be in a, in a, a, a bed of velvet... And then I would be in a bed of sandpaper. And then I would be in a bed of velvet. And then I would be in a bed of sandpaper. And that's kind of how I felt in my life, is that I could get to this place that was really comfortable. And then I would go to this place at the school, which was very uncomfortable. Right. And it was like moving between velvet and sandpaper. It was a really weird dream. But it was very much how my life was at that time. And it, there were no words to that dream. Yes. And especially when we have dreams when we're young enough where we, we're not verbal yet. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I think when I had that nightmare, I wasn't quite verbal yet. Yeah, and my sister, when we left Africa, used to dream that she was trying to get away because she hated school. 
um, and uh, she she was her feet were stuck to the railway tracks. Oh dear! And there was the train coming. It never got her in her dreams, but she had dreamt, dreamt this again and again and again. And uh, yeah, so nightmares tell us something very deep about ourselves. Yeah. And you know, she was really felt incredibly trapped at that school, and she really just wanted to go home, but home she couldn't go. It was Africa, really, yeah. and so uh, you know, the nightmares do teach us, and it's wonderful if we can share them, if or if you allow children to share them with you. Yes, that that's a if they, very if important thing. Verbally able to do that, um, even if somebody, when I was had that first nightmare if they could have brought it out of me that when I was older they could bring it back to me to say what what do you think that was about what were you feeling at that time like you you and your sister how awful to leave the enchantment that was your farm in Africa I mean I think of that wonderful movie out of Africa mm. and uh leaving it yeah, so it was terrible. And uh, at the same time, as I said, the subconscious was trying to help us to sort it out through the dreams. The subconscious is an amazing ally, and it, it the more that we can try to get in contact with this this place that is kind of, I think we'll probably do a show on it, but uh, dreaming can help us to do that. So right. try to write the dreams down every day, and don't worry if you don't get dreams. Now, can I add a little piece to this? Because mm. I, I, um, so if you have children that have nightmares and really have continual nightmares or a problem, there's an old, there's a natural way that the women of old used to de deal with this, and it really actually does still work. And that is to put a, a bowl of water with some salt in it under the child's bed. Okay. And then that will absorb the fear that's in the dream to make it a nightmare. The next morning, you take that bowl with the water and the salt in it, and you offer it to the earth to transform this, this fear. And then the next night, you put a clear bowl again, another bowl with the salt in it, under the child's bed until this whole thing has been transformed. And that really has seemed to work with, a, with the children that I've done that with and there's no reason you couldn't do that with adults exactly too. so exactly. Uh, I yeah I think that um, that there are lots of things there is so much on dreaming in on the internet and in books now so you might if you're interested in dreaming you might want to explore some of the books on dreaming and just don't get locked into it realize you're realize that you're, you're the owner of you and you're <laughs> unique your dreams are unique and your experiences and your symbolisms are unique to you there are some that kind of follow through for most people yeah. but still they're unique for me a lion is very friendly being yeah it's it's something that would be warm and comfortable but for many people a lion people are really scared of so you know that symbolism for me would be comforting but for other people would be scary so remember that your your symbolism for your dreams are unique a lot of the time yeah. not all the time yeah. so dreaming is your connection to the deeper parts of you and to the universe, because you can get, you can get messages and help and so exactly. forth, like you do, exactly. yeah, as well. Very important. Yeah. This is about dreaming.
This is www.earthdriveradio.com, your home on Mother Earth. <laughs>